The following program is brought to you by TasteBud Entertainment. Welcome to two hours of delicious conversation with Chef Jamie Gwynn. Dish with celebrity chefs, cookbook authors, and food experts, and gain inspirational ideas. You'll learn kitchen wisdom, wine education, and culinary trends, and eat and drink like you've never done before. Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwynn starts now. You gotta love a gobble, right? A very good morning to you, food lovers. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. Good morning, Lana. Good morning. It's just four days from the big feast. Oh, and happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving everyone. to all. We're giving thanks for the perfect Thanksgiving recipes this morning. And if you're hungry for beautiful food and remarkable wines with juicy conversation thrown in, then you won't want to miss this show. We're hoping to keep you informed and entertained. We have a taste for life and we're dedicated to delicious dishes. You're listening to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. That's me. And we're going way beyond mere eating and drinking. We're on... A mission to find the best recipes, the greatest guests, the most informative, entertaining, and delicious culinary conversation that you will find anywhere. And this show brings you fresh ingredients leading up to Thanksgiving. The ultimate turkey, stuffing and sides, pies, and more recipes galore can be found at chefjamie.com. And we hope that you'll check it out. Coming up this hour and next, stay tuned. Two hours of delicious conversation in your radio Chef Ming Tsai is with us this morning. He's sharing his Asian-inspired holiday turkey recipe and a new cookbook that is really progressive. It's all about QR codes and how you can watch the video live and in person while you actually prepare the recipe. It's like having Ming in your kitchen. It's pretty cool, so stay tuned. Also, pastry chef Nick Malgieri is baking bread with ease from his new cookbook and teaching us how. You'll hear from La Quinta Resort and Spas chef Michael Vaughn inspiring our Thanksgiving menus. He's got some great tips on everything from sous vide to brining for the perfect and ultimately juicy, delicious turkey. And the On family ladies will be here, proprietors of Crustacean, Anki, and Tiazzo. They're sharing their Thanksgiving to go. If you'd like a Thanksgiving with a bit of an Asian flair, stay tuned. You're going to hear all about it. And we do have some suggestions coming up, too, if it's not too late to make a reservation to dine out for Thanksgiving, so stay tuned. But first, we are very excited to share with you the winner, as promised to be delivered to you today and in your radio, of our What's the Secret to Your Stuffing Stuffing Contest. We held a contest. We received more submissions than we've ever before in the history of this show, which is really exciting. And we thank Bristol Farms so very much because their commitment to philanthropy along with ours is allowing us to give back. For every stuffing recipe that was submitted, we are donating a turkey to Girls Inc. of Orange County to make sure that these girls who are strong, smart, and bold in their families enjoy a delicious Thanksgiving as well. And so we thank you, Bristol Farms. And thank you for all of your incredible submissions. We asked um, our friends, our listeners, our friends of friends to share their favorite holiday recipe for what is everyone's most loved side dish. And we tackled the delicious task. Oh, it was so tough, oh, wasn't it? was, it? but there were loads of wonderful recipes. There really were. Mm. And um, we've been eating a lot of stuffing, but we have uh, finalized three winners, our grand prize winners and the winner rather, and the two runners up. And so here goes with a recipe that 
is inspired by the best of what I think is umami, rustic, fabulous fare with dried mushrooms and dried cherries and pecans in the stuffing. Carla Asta, congratulations. You are our grand prize stuffing contest winner. Yes, you are the winner of a $100 gift card to shop at Bristol Farms. And so we thank you for your delicious stuffing recipe. And we will be posting it at chefjamie.com. You'll see yourself on the homepage as our 2013 stuffing contest winner. And uh, we know that you're part of a charity as well, the National Charity League, NCL. We know you all got together and lots of you sent recipes. And so thank you uh, for certainly leading the way to great stuffing recipes. Um, Also, our two runners-up, winners of cookbooks from Lana and I, our most recent Good Food for Good Times to the Second Power, Kathy Hamilton, your sweet potato chestnut stuffing was super delicious. And Jeffrey, in a in a bine, I think it is. Congratulations, your cornbread stuffing with shrimp and andouille ran, uh, won mm. you a runner-up as well. That it was that was really oh, delicious. That could be my second stuffing. Yeah, I think it mm. could actually come Thursday. So congratulations to all, and thank you for your participation, your contribution, and your delicious ways of adding recipes to our uh, daily bites. Uh, speaking of stuffing, the r- technique of the week, trying to make you a better cook in your own kitchen every week, is all about stuffing. 101 this week. So go to chefjamie.com, click on the technique of the week, and you will find everything you ever needed or wanted to know about stuffing. Now, who doesn't love stuffing, right, Lana? Or dressing, as some call it. This is a plan for the very best stuffing, soon to be your family's favorite. You will need, and remember, when it comes to stuffing on Thursday, you need a starch. It could be bread or cornbread or even rice or potatoes. We had a couple of really interesting gluten-free recipes, by the way, using quinoa and rice, right, that were submitted. And they were fabulous to our contest. You need a liquid, broth, wine, or liquor, or a combination of all three. And do warm it. Yes, definitely Mm -hmm. so. Good tip. Um, You need other additions, I think, like herbs and caramelized onions or dried or fresh fruit or sausages or other meats. And then sometimes people love to add seafood like oysters or crab or shrimp. And we recommend that you be creative with what you put in your stuffing. So if you're looking for a plan to make the ultimate stuffing, check it out at chefjamie.com. I have everything there that you need to create your own recipe just by keeping proportions. So whether you stuff or do not stuff. That is the question. There are uh, all the tips that you need for temperatures, for additions, and for flavor enhancers for the ultimate Thanksgiving stuffing. My favorite is a chorizo, apricot, and grand manier stuffing, and Mm. I've posted a link on the web uh, site as well. And there are some newer recipes there, but that's a good old tried and true that I love. Wow, and I love marble rye. Yes. If you could get your hands on marble rye, buy it oh, today do this. or tomorrow. Yes. Leave it on the counter to dry. Yes. You don't have to put it in the oven to dry that way. And then uh, mix that with sourdough and some maple bacon. And I like to use shallots instead of onions. Mm-hmm. And um, I mix together lemon thyme, sage, and marjoram as well. There's great combinations of different things. Uh, to use. A lot of people add rosemary as well. You know, now another thought I had was cranberry, pecan, and bacon. 
Oh, no, cranberries and stuffing are great. Uh, definitely great so. Addition. And dr- I like dried cranberries because mm-hmm. I think they add an inherent sweetness, but I love this warm apple side heart. And I always recommend that you rehydrate your dried fruit. And it needs a bath of something like Grand Marnier or, you know, what we all there love we to go. bathe in. You could use hot water mixed with a couple tablespoons of liqueur. You could use mm-hmm. warm apple cider if you were going the non-alcoholic route. But any dried fruit, by the way, and that sounds like a great combo, mm. Lana. Uh, dried cranberries, bacon. And what was the third? And, and pecans. pecans. Don't forget Great the nuts. Combo. You, a, a stuffing needs Love a nut, it. a crunch. Well, texturally, and, yes. And, yes, and we always use so many of the great Melissa's products and uh, chestnut stuffing with fennel. Ooh, nice. We talked about those chestnuts last week. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're already peeled and steamed for you, and then you can chop them up and then toss them into your stuffing mixture, and then you can, again, stuff the bird, or you can put the stuffing right into a casserole mm-hmm. um, because that's where you get all the, the crispy, delicious bits, the topping and the sides. Um, and I love the idea of fennel, too. Caramelizing the fennel with the onions even will add uh, another level of flavor and all those just absolutely delicious compounding flavors are what make the ultimate stuffing. Check it out at chefjamie.com. It is your ultimate resource for Thanksgiving. What if, though, you choose not to cook this Thanksgiving? Well, we compiled a list of restaurants that still have reservations available and wanted you to know about them. If you would like to dine in Los Angeles, Craft Restaurant is offering Thanksgiving uh, multiple courses, which look quite spectacular. In fact, they're doing a sausage and raisin stuffing, and reservations are still available at Craft L. A. Then the catch in Anaheim uh, is offering Thanksgiving dinner and feasts to go. It's one of our favorite places to eat. Uh, and the ambiance is wonderful. It is. And, you know, it's a very mm. centrally located restaurant, too. If you're in between L.A. and Orange County, um, the catch in Anaheim is the perfect place for everyone to congregate. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a big, huge holiday buffet. Um in the restaurant and then they're also offering takeout dinners so you can check out the catch in anaheim for more information um one of our favorite restaurants in laguna uh, there are two and they're just steps away from one another if you want to fine dine at broadway by amar santana he is serving thanksgiving and if you'd like to go the more rustic casual route 370 common is offering a thanksgiving prefix menu and he's doing not only turkey but stuffing all the trimmings and pork loin um a, a pork loin that looks spectacular and then last but not least at south coast plaza there are a whole slew of wonderful restaurants that are offering thanksgiving charlie palmer at bloomingdale south coast plaza leatherby's cafe rouge um all the best dining destinations and then you're going to hear about the thanksgiving to go that you can pick up at crustacean in fact at south coast plaza so at south coast yes crustacean in beverly hills and teatro in santa monica hoping to bring you all the information you need to truly enjoy a delectable Thanksgiving this year. And then we hope that you're planning for the holiday season. I can't imagine a better gift than planning to come cruise with us. Yes, our next uh, adventurous cruise has been planned. Our Food Lovers Cruise for 2013. We are going to experience the brilliance and beauty of the Baltics, and we hope you will come join us on a Baltic odyssey. So please l- check out chefjamie.com. Go to foodandwinetrails.com. You'll see that we set sail on September 3rd, 2013 for a 10-day journey right. starting in Copenhagen. And we'll be going to Noma, the yes. number one restaurant in the world. Considered in the world. Amazing. And uh, amazing food markets and more. So please 
please check it out at chefjamie.com. Come cruise with us. As the delicious conversation continues, roast the juiciest bird, make scrumptious sides and delectable desserts. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio, we'll be right back. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. We are your ultimate resource for Thanksgiving. Check out chefjamie.com for a step-by-step game plan for the ultimate feast. But this actual moment allows us an opportunity to add an on-family Asian accent to your Thanksgiving. We have an Epicurean find for you from the tradition of the on family, a group of extraordinary women led by the matriarch Mama On, Helene On, whom we have always admired, not only for her incredible traditions, her family legacy, and for her extraordinary cuisine, but especially, too, for her garlic noodles. From the home of Ann's famous garlic noodles, they are bringing you an incredible feast this year. If you choose not to cook, we have an exotic and healthy, wonderful Asian Thanksgiving to go to offer to you. Celebrity Master Chef Mama On of Crustacean Restaurant and Catherine On, her daughter, join us live to share with us a unique Thanksgiving dinner. Ladies, we're very delighted to have you. Welcome back. Thank you for having us. <laughs> of course. Mama On, good Thank morning. You. Nice to have you. Good morning. We're- very excited about our Thanksgiving menu. So. Yes. Okay, so, so talk about it a little bit, because even those connoisseurs of fine food and wine, Catherine, love right. an extraordinarily prepared meal to go. And this is something that you don't do often, but is really a treat. I mean, I grew up eating, I'm so lucky, growing up eating my mom's food. And to mm. me, she always made the best Thanksgiving turkey and stuffing. And then, of course, all the sides comes with it. And that was always my favorite time of of the year because of that. So I thought, what better than to share it, you know, with our friends, our clients, and customers. So um, this year, I mean, I, I like to do it the traditional way where we do um, a very classic um, herb-brined uh, turkey. And we're using fresh herbs from our garden at our Teatro restaurant in Santa Monica. Mm. So it, it's brined for you know, 48 hours, and it's so juicy and mm. delicious. Mm, 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 um, the unique part where the Asian-inspired comes in is my mom's unique um, sticky rice stuffing. Oh, oh yes. Now, wait. Yes. I don't mean to interrupt you, but last year, I happened right. to be out of town. Lana had an opportunity to experience Thanksgiving at Anki yes, and it at was South tr- Coast Plaza. And Catherine and Mama on it was truly memorable. Uh, to this day, I remember the taste of each dish. Yet, yeah, Mama Ann, she's still talking about your <laughs> sticky rice. Uh-huh, thank you. <laughs> so uh, this is thank a really you. unique twist on stuffing. Mama Ann, talk to us a little bit about how to make sticky rice at home and how you make your stuffing so absolutely delectable. The best thing that you have to uh, get the rice and soak in the water, Maybe overnight, if not, just if you need to do rice rice, then maybe maximum one hour, two hours. And then you rinse it, and then you put a little bit salt and uh, a little bit oil, mix well, and you put in a cooking rice pot, and they show to you how many, just say like one cup of rice, then you put one cup of water. Not less than water, because sticky rice is very soft. 
Right. Interesting, because you're using short grain rice in the Asian tradition. And a traditional rice, if you were using American uh, prepared or created recipes or methods, you would use two to one. That's like the standard rice recipe you would consider for a pilaf. And that's what makes the sticky rice different is equal parts of liquid to rice to create that wonderful mouthfeel. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. Catherine, tell us what uh, what Mama is, is filling the rice with. Shiitake mushrooms, Chinese sausage, and chestnuts, right? Yes, oh. yes. My favorite ingredient is probably the uh, the laksung, the Chinese sausage part, <laughs> I have to say. But it's just so flavorful with the mushrooms and the chestnut. And I don't know what else Mama does and with I it. I put the, a little bit carrot also. Little carrots. More color. Yes. Yes. I put more shiitake mushroom and the mm. chestnuts. I love the chestnuts because it brings the sweet things in the, uh, in the rice also. Yeah, that's one of the things that we all have in common. We have two mother-daughter duos here, Catherine. We talk with you and your mom often, your sister Elizabeth, and we always celebrate Mother's Day for all of you as well. But one of the things we all share is a sweet palate. And one of the things I love about the Chinese sausage as well, Catherine, is because it has a very sweet profile. And then the sweetness of the chestnuts is just such a gorgeous compliment to the turkey. Yes, exactly. It's it's so delicious. So you and I definitely share the same palate. (laughs) (laughs) We could go for candy anytime, you and I. Uh, I love the herb-brined organic turkey, by the way, with the roasted garlic gravy and anything that comes from Mama On's Secret Kitchen that has garlic in it. Mm. Lana, I'm in. Garlic garlic noodles. Garlic noodles on your Thanksgiving table. Can you imagine? All the herbs and spices grown from the gardens. And then all these beautiful side dishes, the smashed yams with the rosemary garlic, the butternut squash with parsnips, carrots, and lavender. What a unique combination. Thank you. Yeah, we have so many great herbs going right in our restaurant um, in Santa Monica. So we want to be as resourceful as possible and use all the herbs we have. Um, and we, you know, Mom and I designed the garden together choosing the herbs that she loves to cook with. So we have kefir lime. We have all the rosemary at the time, and that's all mm. part of our Thanksgiving menu. Beautiful. There's an haricot vert, a French green bean, that we were very excited about as well. Mama Ann, will you tell us how you cook the green beans, water, chestnuts, shallots, and ginger in a butter sauce? That sounds so delicious. I just boil water, and mm-hmm. I put a little bit of salt on it, yes. and I put the haricot vert inside. Mm-hmm. When the water boiling, we put the haricot vert inside, and then we blanch it. Mm. And before, before I still do sauté with uh, butter sauce. We mm. have the blanch first. With the butter uh-huh. sauce. Yeah, just a simple, yeah. it's a nice alternative to a traditional green bean. And I love the Asian influence with the fact that you bring in the ethnic influence as well, um, the Vietnamese accents, the French accents as well. Catherine, it's really a beautifully well-rounded menu, and you've inspired us. For those that are oh, cooking at home, you. they have new <laughs> ideas. And for those of you that choose not to cook, I can't imagine a more extraordinary spread than one that is quintessential. Asian, but traditional Thanksgiving at the same time. You can order your Thanksgiving to-go feast from Celebrity Master Chef Helene On, Mama On of Crustacean Restaurant. We love Crustacean and Anki, of course, at South Coast Plaza. Tiato in Santa Monica. It is an On family tradition. You can order your Thanksgiving to-go to pick up in both Santa Monica and Orange County. Right, Catherine? Correct. We want to make sure... That if you're in Orange County, you, you have a pickup location, and if you're here in L.A., you can come pick up from Teatro mm-hmm. in Santa Monica. 
And I just wanted to make sure, I know a lot of people are gluten-free, so for the um, past couple years, we've been doing an amazing gluten-free stuffing as well. And, of course, um, we also have the classic, you know, American traditional stuffing that our chef does such an amazing job at. I love that idea. There's something for everyone. Well, it's truly a memorable meal (laughs) that you will receive. Yes, that you're still talking about. It was a glorious feast from last year. And looking forward to it this year. Yes, I I am as well. (laughs) Did you get to try the um, potato cauliflower gratin? Because that's another one of my favorite going out with my mom as well. And um, I know that's more of a French influence, but I guess that's where I'm lucky because Mama has a French and Vietnamese background in her cooking. So Yes, and you know what? I like to say it often, Catherine, about myself. You are a lucky girl. Yes, yes you yes, are. I you know. are a lucky girl. I can only imagine Mama on garlic noodles on the table every night. I would never be late to dinner. I just want <laughs> you to know the award-winning On Catering is offering a distinguished, very delicious, very convenient Thanksgiving dinner. There's no days of planning or shopping or cooking, not even mention cleaning up for that matter. For more information, please reach out directly to the On family of restaurants. You can call Teatro Santa Monica at 310 Six six five two two eight. Is that the best way, Catherine? Yes, and also we can order online, and also pick your location online. Perfect. And do your whole pickup order online. So basically, you just go on to teato dot com. That's spelled T I A T O dot com, and you can simply place your order online. Of course, give us a call if there's any questions at all. Um, but we're, we're excited to share Perfect. our Thanksgiving menu with everyone. Yeah. Well, we're excited to indulge in your Thanksgiving menu. And we always love when uh, the On family joins us here in your radio. And we thank you. A very happy Thanksgiving, Catherine, to your family, Mama On, to all of your girls, and to your, of course, large and extended family. And for all of oh, us, yes. from all of us who love garlic noodles, Mama On, we thank you. And we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And as, happy Thanksgiving to um, you and your family as thank well. You. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate thank it, you. Catherine. As the delicious conversation <laughs> continues, there are more unique ideas, surprises, and suggestions here for making this the ultimate feast. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana. Don't go away. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. We're baking for the holidays. Do you want to make the best bread with a minimum of fuss? Well, it's your lucky day. I love it when Nick Malgieri joins us. What a treat. You know, the words baking is a science is a phrase that begins so many baking books. But Nick has claimed many a time that baking needn't be any more difficult than making a phone call. And I quote him, what a wonderful mentality, right? This approachable... If, if only it were that easy. I know, I know. If only we could bake as many cakes <laughs> as we make phone calls, it's my true. God. We could all open bakeries. I'm so glad to have you back, Nick. We love your approachable attitude, and your 10th cookbook is truly spectacular. It is gorgeous photography and everything you need to tackle the subject of bread. And you're once again proving that the perfect loaf is easier than we think. And congratulations. I'm really Thank excited for this book. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know what? Baking bread, uh, bread, first of all, is a primal thing. So you know, b- bread being so primal, how could it really be difficult to make? How could they have figured out how to make it 3,000 years ago if it had to be very complicated. Uh, I think where people started uh, worrying that bread had to be 
become something scientific was trying to get all sorts of different complicated effects out of the bread you're making. But if you want to make a plain loaf of bread for your family, whether it is white bread or whole grain or even sourdough, mm. it doesn't have to be difficult or complicated. It's as easy, it's kind of, it's a little more, it's a little more work in the stirring, but it's no more difficult than stirring some sugar into coffee. And, it's not complicated. And the good news is you don't have to have a Ph.D. in biochemistry in order to do it. <laughs> so true. And, Nick, your approachable attitude is ideal for beginners and intermediates. intermediate. It's true. Bakers. It's true. And the other thing about it is the fact that sometimes people who have been doing more uh, complicated types of breads, like sourdough breads, which are not really more complicated, they have more steps. Uh, we'll look at the kind of methods I use and say, oh, you know what? It was like one-eighth of the work, and the bread was 100% as good. Sometimes you don't need to take four days or, you know, send away for some kind of special flour or... Or you know, or grind the or grind the grain yourself. Well, you say that in the introduction, Nick. You don't need a steam injection system, a wood burning oven, and it's true. Everything from the essentials of bread making to sourdoughs to the rolls and individual breads. We made breadsticks, Nick, because they seem just so simple. And, and they, they are. They are, and they turned out so deliciously. There's something about freshly baked bread at a meal. And yeah, the breadsticks are crunchy and crisp, and they have a lot of flavor. They're a little salty. And whether you use olive oil mm -hmm. or a vegetable oil, if you want a more neutrally flavored one, or if you're going to cover them with sesame sticks, or butter, or even sometimes what I use is lard because that's the real, the authentic breadsticks of Piemonte are made with freshly rendered lard, not, not some kind of dehydrated or chemically rendered lard. And, you know, and lately everybody's been saying, oh, well, after the big trans fat scandal, everybody's realizing natural things like butter and lard are not bad for you. It's all of the overly manipulated things that right. we eat that are bad. Right, and that's the beauty of a loaf of bread, I think, is the simplicity of it. You talk about mixing bread doughs in the book, Nick, and you say that how bread comes about when you mix flour and liquid together, the proteins in the flour change shape. And I think it's understanding the scientific nature of it to prove how simple it can be. It is, it is, and I mean that's as, that's as scientific as I'm capable of getting <laughs> because I'm not a scientist. If I started talking about enzymes and esters and, you know, all of these other things, I would just be repeating something that I had read somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can, but you can, you can explain anything in terms of scientific description. You can, you know, you can explain tying your shoes in the basis, uh, you know, uh, by, Citing physics and saying, "Well, yeah, tying a shoelace is a is an exercise in in manipul manipulating a a flexible plane, <laughs> so or making a bow even better, <laughs> even better." Talk to us yeah. about sourdoughs, would you, Nick? Because 
I know. Sour from... Joe, I was just having a conversation. It's really funny. I was just having a conversation with somebody who's a cooking school owner and, and who said to me, oh, well, you know, that's and such puts grapes in their sourdough starter. And I said, oh, I said, how nice. I said, and do they put some strawberries and kiwis, too, and use it as fruit salad? Because, see, sourdough starts because of natural yeasts that are in flour. And if you use a good quality organic flour, you know that the you know the ye- the wheat hasn't been sprayed, therefore the flour the uh, the natural organisms that are on the wheat haven't been tampered with, and it's that natural yeast that's on the wheat kernels. Uh, spring water. I try not to use water with chlorine in it when I'm beginning a sourdough starter, and then I add a tiny touch of something sweet because extra carbohydrates for nourishing the little yeast cells as they start to multiply works really well. I use some organic malt syrup. You can use honey. And then the people who put in the grapes or the raisins, well, it's not the yeast that's on the skin of the grapes or the raisins. It's the sweetness that the raisins or the grapes impart that helps the sourdough starter to get going. And, and this is something that Professor Calvell, the most famous the bread-baking genius of France of the 20th century introduced a pinch of salt because the pinch of salt helps to keep some of the non-wanted organisms from growing too much. I have and that's sh- it. I, and that's it. Six hours See, later, it's bubbling. That's what's so genius about it. I have chef friends that nurture a starter day in and day out to keep that wonderful, consistent flavor in the bread that they serve in their restaurant. And it Uh always seems so impressive to people, Nick, right? The starters, you know, continuing to grow in the back. Uh, You know what? And it's a lot of work. If you're baking bread in quantity, that sourdough management is a lot of work. And in fact, you know, all now the holidays are coming. All that panettone you see in all the hundreds and hundreds of stores that sell Italian food products, those panettone are all made with sourdough. And, I mean, those, the, each one of those big panettone manufacturers in Italy, they have a lab with, you know, a head scientist and a half a dozen people whose sole job is to monitor and cultivate the sourdough starter because that's their lifeblood. Mm-hmm. All of their baking, all those panettone and colombe and all of the other Italian sweet cakes that are, uh, that are made with fermented dough are made with sourdough. That's why they stay fresh so long. That's the flavor that I love. There are so many wonderful recipes in the book as well, Nick, to use the toasts, the bread, the slices, the crostini, the rolls, the baked open-faced Swiss cheese sandwiches. Oh, that's so <gasps> good with a little fried egg on top. Oh, my. That is just a, a pan of what looks like absolute pleasure to me. And then there are sweets in the back as well. Definitely. Um, both cakes, yeast-ridden cakes like the panettone, and a couple of favorites of mine. There's a babka mm. with a poppy seed filling. There's a gubana, and which is kind of uh, it's so a Friulian thing. It comes from that northeastern part of Italy. And the crumb um, buns? Can't wait to make those. Those are really good. 
Oh, looks really good. Just Anything with a crumb topping. Invite 12 people over for the minute they come out of the oven or you'll eat them all yourself. <laughs> That's a way to make really good friends, right? <laughs> we, we love that we call, can call you our friend, Nick, and we are most thank excited. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for the newest cookbook release, the 10th in a long line of award-winning cookbooks from writer, pastry chef, and cooking teacher Nick Malgieri. More than three decades of baking wisdom from Baking with Julia Child, teaching at the Institute of the Culinary uh, Education to working as pastry chef at the Waldorf Astoria and Windows on the World sometime back. You know his articles, his magazines, and especially his incredible baking talent, and he's continuing to share it with you. This is the only resource you will need to bake brilliant bread, and it's easier than you think. So learn something new this holiday season. Take it from Nick Malgieri. There are over 60 breads, rolls, and cakes, plus delicious recipes using them in the new book called Nick Malgieri's Bread. We hope to talk with you again soon, and we thank you, as always, for sharing your passion, Nick. Thank you, Chef Jamie, and bye, Mom. <laughs> the delicious bye, conversation bye, continues. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. See you soon. Right after this, don't go away. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio, sharing a delicious holiday season. We are your ultimate resource for Thanksgiving. We have a step-by-step -step game plan at ChefJamie.com, and we're going to ensure that you roast the juiciest bird, learn to brine brilliantly, make scrumptious sides, and delectable desserts. And this chef creates extraordinary cuisine, and we always love when he joins us to inspire us. Everyone knows La Quinta Resort and Club, located in Southern California's famed Coachella Valley, um, just southeast of Palm Springs, of course. It's 26 restaurant, the modern bistro that has inventive, updated versions of traditional dishes that was created, the man behind the stove, by Michael Vaughn. He's recently been named executive sous chef for the entire property of La Quinta Resort and Club, and we are proud to call him one of our dearest friends and a frequent contributor to this program. Uh, we love your whimsical cuisine. You know that. So share some culinary talent, would you? Absolutely. Good morning to you. <laughs> Good morning to you, Good morning. Michael. We're glad to have you. Okay, Chef, there are four different venues at La Quinta that are offering a Thanksgiving feast. We know um, Morgan's and then the Great Big Buffet and Adobe. But at 26, you always do something with a twist, something a little bit different. And it's uh, a Thanksgiving TV dinner of sorts. So let's run through it. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got, uh, we're starting off with some uh, creative uh, soup and salad offerings, um, but more so that we're excited about is uh, we have some uh, ceramic TV dinner plates that we uh, super enjoy working with. And, yeah, they're uh, cool. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. And, it, and it's sectioned off, and you get your starch and your veg, you get your little dessert at the top and the center, and then your main kind of protein, if you will, down at the bottom. So uh, we've got uh, a turkey dinner and a ham dinner for you, TV dinner style. Yeah, love it. Okay, let's talk turkey, though, because you're actually presenting a few different methods of preparation. And this is, I think, terrific for those that are planning their Thanksgiving menu to know that turkey is not just roasted or fried, uh, or you could, you know, even rotisserie or grill anymore. There are unique ways like sous vide at home. You're big on sous vide, right? Very much so. It's, it's a great way to add flavor. And so whether you have a sous vide machine or you're using a pot and uh, the properly tempered water, give us a couple of tips on sous vide. Yeah, what we do here is we use um, large steam kettles. And what's great about the steam kettle is the, the steam um, effect of cooking to keep the water at a constant temperature. Right. Um, some of the home ways that are really useful are um, 
you know, like a, if you used a pot with a candy thermometer, mm-hmm. um, a uh, crock pot is always um, keep that constant temperature. And uh, temperatures vary depending on what um, items you're doing, whether they be vegetables, fruits, or, or protein. So right. um, definitely do some research before you try to accomplish one of these uh, techniques of sous vide. Right. But remember, too, this is not a whole turkey. This is a great way, actually, to do a turkey breast if you're having um, just a few people. Or maybe you're planning to uh, make leftover turkey sandwiches you're not hosting this year, but you still want to have the beauty of the feast in leftover form in your refrigerator. So definitely sous vide. 140 degrees your goal? Yeah, we're doing the breast um, as well. Uh, we're removing the skin and we're uh, putting it into the um, cryovac vacuum seal bags with turkey stock and all the, the herbs and of, the, of the season with the rosemary and sage and mm. uh, just all those beautiful aromatics. And uh, we cryovac it and we sous vide for about four and a half hours at 140 degrees. It's a great way to create intense flavor because just consider everything, all those beautiful herbaceous herbs and the flavors that you compound into the turkey are composed in a bag with nowhere to go but to penetrate the meat. And that's really what's brilliant about sous vide. You get incredible texture and incredible flavor. Absolutely. And and this technique, you get flavors out of both uh, ends, if you will. You're adding flavor uh, as it's cooking, and then what comes out, you reserve that that cooking liquid because now that cooking liquid that you added, that stock has just been intensified, Mm -hmm. and you use that for your gravy. So it's really Mm -hmm. this, this cooking technique really, it just intensifies the flavors and textures. Michael, do you uh, warm the broth that you're putting the turkey into in the in the bag? In the bag? That's a great question. No, we don't. We uh, we keep it cold um, and we pressurize everything um, or, you know, remove the oxygen with right. the cryovac machine um, uh-huh. at a cool temperature. Um, and then we bring the water to 140 degrees and, and then, then, and then put submerged. it in. And, yeah. that, and that is a great question. Okay. You want to start with cold ingredients and you want to put it into an already tempered bath at 140 degrees and then start the clock for the cooking time. Now, it's not just sous vide on your menu. You do believe in brining and roasting, I know. Well, brining, injecting, and roasting. And you um, shared a brine recipe for those that are roasting a turkey, um, both Chef Michael Vaughn, uh, actually, all three of us, Lana and I, we are all big briners. I don't think that you should roast a turkey without brining. Yeah, it, it, it really helps with the moisture and, the, and the, it really gives a, a um, more smooth texture with a, with a protein, especially with something like a turkey that can dry out. And with the brine, it helps to um, supplement the, the basting process that you would do as you roast. Right. And I love the recipe. We posted it, by the way, at chefjamie.com. It is a recipe from Chef Michael Vaughn. If you've just tuned in, you're late. We're dishing with the culinary talent that is making La Quinta Resort and Club a culinary destination on the map. And we're planning your Thanksgiving meal. I love the juniper berries in there. I love all the herbs. That's really a very bright brine. And I think I might adopt a couple of your ingredients, Chef. And add them to my recipe. <laughs> Very nice. We, yeah, we I like trade. that. Okay, we can trade for sure. <laughs> and the oranges in there. Isn't it's that nice? A little hint of citrus. Yeah, beautiful flavor. Um, and then a third preparation that you and I talked about as well when you shared with us your menu is confit style. And this is one that I think all great home cooks should learn because there is nothing more indulgent or more delicious than cooking in the French preparation of confit. Absolutely, yeah. We're getting some extra legs in, and this is one of my <laughs> most favorite things for the holidays here, uh, whether it be Christmas or, or Thanksgiving, which right. we're speaking of. But um, 
it just comes out so succulent and and tender and juicy. And we're we're confiting the legs with some uh, chicken fat and olive oil. We're doing a 50-50 blend, and we just let it go till it just falls off the bone. Very similar to what you normally hear of duck confit with right. the legs. Uh, we're just doing it with turkey, and we add all those aromatics into that fat and let mm-hmm. it just go, and it just peels off the bone and is just amazing in the stuffing to give it some more character. Oh, it's the best shredded meat ever. Give us a couple of tips, though, Chef. Uh, as far as cooking confit, the meat needs to be completely submerged in the fat. Correct. And if you can get turkey fat, it's hard to buy. Bristol Farm sells plenty of chicken fat at the holidays. Um, so you, like you said, chicken fat and a combination of olive oil. Um, if you were doing duck, you would use duck fat. Um, but again, the meat needs to be completely submerged. And then you want to cook it for how long? You want to go long and slow. And what's great about confit is when you remove the foil, you're going to have it covered and have it go long and slow in the oven. What's beautiful about it is it's done when it's just tender and falling off the bone. So depending on, uh, you know, your oven at home, um, it, it's usually a few hours. And you just mentioned about putting it into the stuffing, Michael. What else uh, would you use it for? A, a salad would be great for the next day. Just make sure to uh, make sure all the uh, fat and oil, if you will, is, is rendered off. And the next day, a nice turkey salad. Uh, mm. it's oh, like a chicken salad. Now, if mm. you'd like to come to my house, if I had turkey confit, the next day I'd be making turkey hash, baby. Oh. And you know what? I might be making turkey sweet potato hash. So shred the sweet potatoes raw or grate them in the food processor and then mix in that turkey confit. You've got all that rich, luscious mouthfeel, and then lots of good herbs, seasoned salt and pepper, and some sort of hash with maybe a couple of poached eggs. Uh, Anybody coming over? Yes, I'm there. You're in? I'll be, I'll be there, too. You're going to have to bring Benedict to make it a fair trade. Ooh, the hollandaise. Yeah. Ah, yes. For those that don't know, Michael Vaughn makes something like 100-plus different brilliant <laughs> Benedicts at 26 at La Quinta, which we love, and there's about a dozen or so on the menu that rotate all the time. Mm. It's an incredible breakfast. Michael, do you have a holiday Benedict you're Ooh. doing? You know, I'm working on that. It was uh, I want to do like a leftovers Benedict in the morning, <gasps> almost like a kitchen sink, if you will. But oh, we're yes. gonna do a leftovers with the turkey stuffing, and and who knows, maybe that turkey leg confit will be underneath that poached egg on a, on an English muffin. Oh, we'll be at La Quinta shortly. <laughs> yeah, right. How long? About good two hours from Los Angeles, and we could get there. Um, talk stuffing with us, Chef. In fact, you know what? I'm gonna tease stuffing. We're gonna take a quick break so that everyone can grab a snack. They're thoroughly hungry, and we'll come on back. The second hour of delicious. Conversation, fabulous food, ensuring that your Thanksgiving feast is the ultimate success this year. Right back with you in your radio. There's more with Chef Michael Vaughn of La Quinta Resort and Club, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. Don't go away. Welcome to the second hour of Delicious Conversation with Chef Jamie Gwynn. Dish with celebrity chefs, cookbook authors, and food experts, and gain inspirational ideas. You'll learn kitchen wisdom, wine education, and culinary trends, and eat and drink like you've never done before. Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwynn starts now. 
Welcome back. The delicious conversation continues in a very happy holiday season to you. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. We're all about eating and entertaining pretty much anything having to do with food, drink, dining, feeding that's tasty, innovative, intelligent, and delicious. And we're helping you confidently plan and prepare your Thanksgiving meal. Stay tuned. Coming up later this hour, we are delighted to be joined by Ming Tsai. Simply Ming in your kitchen. His new cookbook release now of available, an innovative cookbook, really incredible, that delivers an exciting twist. Uh, QR codes are featured with each recipe, so you scan with your smart device and you can watch Ming demonstrate all the techniques. It's pretty cool, in fact, so stay tuned. Ming Tsai coming up. And Lana and I have some tips for some unique inspiration when it comes to Thanksgiving sides and desserts. Do it differently this year. Plan the ultimate feast that your friends and family will not soon forget. If you're planning on dining out, it's not too late to make reservations at La Quinta Resort and Club in the Coachella Valley, just near Palm Springs, of course, which we love. Uh, there are four different venues that are offering Thanksgiving meals, a big buffet, Morgan's, Adobe, but our favorite is 26 restaurants, and Chef Michael Vaughn is at the helm. He's the executive sous chef for the property and our dear friend, and we think uh, a great culinary genius, and we're continuing our conversation on the 2012 making of a Thanksgiving menu. Chef, after we talked turkey uh we're certainly craving uh, mashed potatoes and all the best sides so um share your secrets please yes mashed potatoes you know i've been lately using um what's uh, called a kennenbeck tomato uh, potato. potato yes and they're just ridiculous with uh, texture and flavor um and i just do it very simply just you know a great great butter um, it's one of those things that you definitely need to invest in is when, when you're shopping for butter. What a great tip, especially if you're using three ingredients, you know, cream, butter, and potatoes. You best be buying good quality Euro- European-style butter. Go that little extra bit to, to yes. get it because it does make a difference. Bristol Farms has a brilliant butter selection. Mm. I've been known to stand and read every wrapper. Uh, You know, that's, I think, a very interesting point that Chef makes, too. This is the holiday where you pull out all the stops. You buy a little bit better butter than you usually Mm -hmm. do. You consider your ingredients that much more importantly for the biggest meal of the year. And I think that when it comes to mashed potatoes, you're exactly right. Do you puree, hand mix? Uh, What's your method? Well, in the in the restaurant, we like to do a little bit more of a smash, so it's a little bit more. It's all done by hand, so you're going to get a little bit that rust exactly yeah. that rustic, just a slight but elegant lumpiness, if you mm. can, if that makes sense. But, yeah, it does. Um, you know, a ricer is always great to get that nice puree on there. Um, but the one thing I did want to add, as far as um, just like when you cook pasta, you add salt to that water. Do the same with your potatoes. Add a little bit of flavor in that water that you're boiling in. Um, even if you wanted to do um, a baked potato and then, um, you know, cool those down and make them into a mashed potato and then make a casserole out of it, just to give yourself creativity. You don't have to do that normal, um, you know, just boil and, and put them on the table. If you're looking to, to add a little dimension to your dish, uh, have some fun and, and be creative and, and do some fun flavors in that water or, or different cooking techniques. Sure. When you were saying baked potatoes, I was thinking double stuffed. Oh, yeah, twice baked. Yeah, twice baked. I mean, something just really rich and, you know, maybe there's truffle oil in there or um, a mix of cheeses, really, you know, the high-end route. Like think uh, Fontina or, you know, go with something really rich and French and creamy and take it over the top. I mean, that would be the ultimate compliment. You know that you're going to need a nap after the meal. You might as well go big or go home. (laughs) And what's great about that as well is, you know, a lot of times people get intimidated. Oh, I'm I'm not sure how much to buy, how much to make. When you do like something like that, 
that with a different cooking technique. You can more individualize it. So you know you're going to have 12 people. You get 12 to 14 potatoes, so one for everybody, and then you might have a couple left over. And it really helps you with your portion control and takes some of that stress away. Great idea. I like the individuality, too. Mm-hmm. I like everyone that gets their own mini pie, everyone that gets their own twice-baked baked mm-hmm. potato. We would be remiss, too. Lana, you're looking at the same thing on that menu as I am. Oh, the hand-carved brown sugar baked ham. Yeah, if we didn't go back to protein for a minute, Mm. that looks like an incredible ham. It's a lot of fun, too. It's it's one of those things, you know, here at 26, we like to really, um, you know, pardon the pun, but really dive in and really get involved Mm. with our, our ingredients and, and, uh, keep that simplistic flavor and, 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 um, those use, but using cooking, uh, techniques, um, that, just bring out flavor. Again, like what we're talking about with the sous vide turkey, you're adding flavor in the beginning so you can get flavor out and use it in other dishes. So with this ham, we're, uh, we're curing and, and doing a light smoke, and, and we're going to do the, the clove studs on the outside, and you're going to have that look, that feel, but that flavor is just intensified, mm. but mellow and, and balanced. You know, mm. Bristol Farms sells a spiral sliced ham, Michael, and it's really very good. It's by DeBecca, and it's a good quality ham, but I like to take it to the next level. So if we were to buy a store-bought spiral sliced, would you recommend that we do that brown sugar glaze and the cloves and all that aromatic flavor on top of the built-in flavor just to take it to that next level? Absolutely, because they give you a good sound base to build off of. Yes. When you have those type of ingredients, they do such a great job, especially like Bristol Farms. Yeah. You get a great quality, and you can just build off of it and, and make it your own. Any other brilliant flavor ideas when it comes to hams and glazes? I've done a dulce de leche glazed ham, really sweet and succulent. I, I love the aromatics, um, the citrus as well, lots of orange zest or marmalade. What you got? Well, being down here, being down here in the desert, we have an abundance of beautiful dates. Yes. So a nice date glaze, date butter. Um, it's it's oh. really good. Oh my God, we told mm. you he was good. By the way, we do have another exclusive recipe posted at chefjamie.com for Chef Michael Vaughn's date and cornbread smoked salmon stuffing. Oh, you've got the sweetness of the cornbread and the dates. And then the flavor of the smoked salmon mixed in. So you've just really got an incredible compounding. Oh, that's a salty, complexity. sweet. Yeah, umami, mm. yummy, brilliant. Okay, leave us with um, some sweet notes, please. Dessert inspiration for the holiday upcoming. We're going to do some fun. Um, we've been kind of um, playing with the idea of getting our guests a little bit more uh, interactive with, with our cuisine. So we're going to do kind of a, a fun s'mores, but kind of pumpkin pie. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have some homemade graham crackers that are going to have pumpkin spice, and we always add a little bit of nutmeg and Chinese spice in there as well, um, just to give it a little bit of di- dimension. And we're going to have a, um, a pumpkin chocolate that we're going to make, homemade marshmallows. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, go back. How do you make pumpkin chocolate? <laughs> Hold on. You missed a step. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're gonna we've, we were gonna roast some fresh pumpkins, okay. and uh, we're gonna make a pumpkin pie puree, basically, just like the filling. And this is something that you could also, you know, Bristol Farms makes a great pumpkin pie filling um, that you could buy already. And uh, we're gonna add a chocolate ganache to it and make chocolate bars. And we have oh. um, a little uh, mold that has 26 that we're gonna. So just like how Hershey's has it kind of stamped in there, we're gonna have a, a 26 pumpkin pie. Yeah, move over Hershey's. <laughs> That's right. And, and we really want the, you know, the guests to have fun. And, and with it being family holidays, the kids are just going to get a great kick out of it. And it's a familiar, fra- uh, familiar favorite yes. with being s'mores. And 
but oh, all homemade and it. a little twist, yeah. Pumpkin oh. inspired. Michael's food is memorable. You, yes. You really pick up the past and bring it to the present in such a glorious way. Yeah, and by the way, there's nothing better than food that everybody's talking about post-holiday. Love the idea of the s'mores. Thank you for always inspiring us. We look forward to seeing you at La Quinta soon. Thank you so much. It'll be a pleasure to have you back. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, Chef Michael Vaughn, executive sous chef at the historic La Quinta Resort and Club in La Quinta, California. His farm-to-fork approach, his locally sourced ingredients, his techniques all make the cuisine there award-winning, and we hope that you'll make a plan to go and visit. Uh, There are four different Thanksgiving Day offerings at La Quinta Resort and Club, and you can learn more online at laquintaresort.com. You'll find two exclusive recipes shared from Michael on my website at chefjamie.com and you'll continue to hear Michael in your radio inspiring us for future fabulous meals. Whether you're hosting your first Thanksgiving or your 31st, we have chef's tips and menus, recipes and shortcuts that will make your dinner effortless when we come back. How does Ming Tsai cook his holiday turkey? We're going to tell you. The great Asian cook Ming Tsai in your radio right after this. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana. Don't go away. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. We're loading your plate with ideas, recipes, and tips that are easy to make and hard not to love. Do you have adventurous taste? Well, then you know and love this chef's recipes. He is Ming Tsai, and we always love when he joins us on the radio. His commitment to demystifying Asian technique and ingredients and blending the ideas smartly into Western techniques and ingredients is beautifully executed on his award-winning PBS show called Simply Ming, celebrating 10 years on television this year. His new cookbook has just released, and it is a great innovator in the cookbook book world. It's called Simply Ming in Your Kitchen. And he's joining us to dish on quick and healthy stir fries, his super chicken salad, which looks so good, and much more as we approach the holidays. With his Asian influence, he is here. Welcome back, Ming. Good morning. Thank you, Jamie and Lana. Nice to be back. Well, nice to have you. Congratulations, Chef. The new cookbook releases all the buzz in the culinary world because you really have um, taken a very progressive approach. And I happen to love a QR code. Anything I can swipe with my phone, I'm in. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we. I'm sad because it's almost full circle for me. As you recall, I studied mechanical engineering in college, so yes. I have a very analytical kind of technological mind. And the web and the power of the web and the power of QR codes and your phone is something that you need to absorb and use because you can't be like, okay, I'm only going to stick to my traditions. Uh, and in this world, I'm kind of combining the best of both worlds because I love a cookbook, right? There's nothing's ever going to replace mm-hmm. the tactileness of a cookbook, right? That's you're in true. bed, you're dog-earing the pages, mm-hmm. or the cookbook's in your kitchen, you're getting soy sauce on it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a romance to an actual cookbook, right? You can feel it. Oh, Having true. said that, though, and as you know, I've done almost two decades of TV, they always say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, a video is worth a million words. And for example, uh, in this new book, which, by the way, is called Simply Ming in Your Kitchen, physically, hopefully, I'll be in your kitchen via the video because you mentioned QR codes. Every recipe is going to have a QR code that you can then scan with your phone. And once you sign up, the shopping list will be downloaded to your phone for free. So now you can forward it to your husband, to your wife, whoever that could shop for that recipe, but, but it's a shopping list, not a recipe. So it's two chickens and you know, two heads of garlic and whatever. So that, I think, is just very convenient to get people to cook because ultimately my goal is always to get people to cook. 
So there's a convenience factor. But because I have my own studio and because I love doing TV and to teach, we decided this year when I was shooting the still photos, there's still 80 recipes, 80 beautiful photos, but we did 80 full-length videos, 10 to 12 minutes, start to finish how to make that dish. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, you know, it was a lot of work for one. No doubt. But, you know, it was basically like doing a cooking show. Now, my cooking show is 26 shows. This is 80 80 recipes, so obviously we we banged it out. We did, I don't know, 8 to 10 a day. It was was grueling, grueling two weeks. But when we... um, we're psyched we did it, and, and what, we, what we're doing is, through Ming.com, if, if you purchase a book, and even if you don't purchase a book, you can still go to through Ming.com. Two recipes of each chapter, the videos are free. So you can watch 16 videos free. But then if something in that meat chapter really enticed you, and you want to see me make it, you then have to pay 99 cents, just like iTunes, and then you can buy that video. So we're really hoping it's going to create uh, not just another revenue stream, but an easier way for people to learn how to cook and to really get people cooking because ultimately that's the goal. And by the way, if you don't buy the book, you can still get the two videos for free and you can still purchase the videos at 99 cents, but you won't have the recipe. You'll have an idea because you'll see me put this much soy sauce and this much chicken and this much that, but you won't have an actual recipe. So we're hoping... We're hoping we're not cannibalizing ourselves because people still want to have a cookbook. I don't think you are. I happen to love that you've combined your incredible analytical approach to how your brain works and what you do to the cooking world. Because I think that the continued advent of technology really brings you closer to us. And my television remote uh, has a little sort of soft spot on the pause button for as many times (laughs) as I have paused watching you to try to Mm -hmm. capture that last ingredient or to see the cut or the measurement. Or the technique. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if you had Ming on your iPad in your kitchen, Mm. And Ming said, add the soy sauce. And I went, wait, 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 I don't have the cap off. And I could pause you. And you could take me through step by step of the recipe. It's incredible to me that we can imagine how many more spectacular cooks there will be out there Mm. who are adding Asian influences to their Western techniques, who are learning a new ingredient, who are becoming better cooks. And Chef, you know that we are so committed every Sunday on this radio show to teaching something, to trying to elevate cooks in their own kitchen. Can we just define QR for our listeners? The quick response code is the full definition, right, for QR. And you know, there There are incredible apps out there that use QR. You can actually scan the QR code of a product in the supermarket today to determine its ingredients, to gain recipes. We've talked about um, different apps that offer advanced reality and technology when it comes to Mm -hmm. QR, but never in a cookbook before until Ming Tsai. And by the way, you heard it here first. Has (laughs) there been an interactive cookbook? I know there's some. I mean, Jacques Pepin has an amazing cookbook out. That yes, he does. Two or three TV. It comes with DVDs. Yeah, but not so eighty videos, yeah, Chef. It's, it's, correct. It's <laughs> not. It's not via the web. Right. And the QR codes. I mean, look, you go to Food and Wine and Bon Appetit and all these great magazines. Every single ad has a QR code because it gets them to get to the website right. of that chocolate company or of that soy sauce company. So it's really, it's it's the next platform of marketing and advertising. Uh, but in a good way, because yes. you can choose not to go there, too. Sure. It's not forced down your throat. But if you really want to learn about organic soy sauce and Wanjan Shan, you can click on that, and boom, they'll explain to you how they're made, why this is better for you, why it's organic. And, and it's really it's information at your fingertips if you want to learn more about that product. And, and completely and, and ditto, and interactive. Ditto for this. Yes. 
Uh, wait, go back for a second. We want to learn about Wan Don Shan. Did you say? Is that what? Oh it's yeah, called? Wan Don Shan. They are they are uh, based out of Taipei, Taiwan, and I've been using their stuff for probably five years now. They make the best organic soy sauce and tamari, which is a wheat-free soy sauce, right? For all the people that are celiacs out there, um, amazing Asian-style sauces. And Whole Foods sells them. You, you can uh, certainly go come to Ming.com and learn, learn more about them and see where you can get them. And, and they're not that much more expensive. And it's like, it's like it's salt. You may pay 15 20% more, so you may pay 3 bucks instead of two two fifty for the bottle because they're small bottles, right? But that's nothing. It's peanuts. And, and one, being organic is great, but two, I like them because they're just better flavor. And and, uh, and and there's a difference. I mean, there's a difference between iodized salt and kosher salt. Oh, iodized salt tastes like sure. iodine. What? Why would you want iodine? No, we don't. And we t- we talk about that a lot here as well. We no longer need to add iodine to our diet, so throw out that salt. Right. We've yep. talked about an Asian pantry with you before and the staples that we need. And as we come into winter and deeply rooted in fall right now, I love the idea in the new book of your quick and healthy stir fries. Uh, you talk about a, a Singapore curry tofu noodle that is right yep. up my alley chef oh thank you mm. yeah you know look it's a, the the idea i love fall fall and winter i mean summer's great because you have all the fantastic fruit and vegetables all that but fall and winter are the months you can really cook right you can really braise and you can do all these stir fries like that dish you just mentioned that is packed full of flavor and 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 there's some vegetarian dishes that you're not ever going to miss the meat at all because mm. it's it's bold in flavor and, and then at the end of the day easy to do uh, I don't, I, you know, most, again, just like my last book, most of these dishes are one-pot cooking. It's something you do in one mm-hmm. pot so you don't have the mess. Uh, and then the majority of the dishes I'm using, as we call, lesser cuts of meat. It's not by the most expensive Wagyu beef ribeye, right? We're talking just ground beef or a sirloin steak or whatnot. And you don't have to break the bank, which That's I think, especially this day and age, yes. I think it's important to realize that. And I tell people all the time, when you're buying chicken, buy those gigantic 48-piece chicken thigh packages, right? Because right. they, be, they are so cheap when you buy them that way. They're, they're like 25 cents, 50 cents a leg, then when you buy them that way, you're going to freeze 90% of them, but freeze them in the portion size based on your family. So if you're a family of four, freeze eight together, right? Because it's about two per person is about right. So freeze eight, 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 and eight. So then when you use them, they're going to be fine. You put them in a marinade or put them in a brine, you will not know that they were frozen smart. at all. It's how you cook them that makes the difference. So smart. I love the weeknight approach to some of the dishes in the new book. By the way, it is completely interactive, and you're going to want to have it. It is called Simply Ming in Your Kitchen, and Ming Sai is here. Chef, the lemongrass pork lettuce cup, I think, is just the ultimate example of your combination of East meets West, right? So you've got the... The pork itself um, cooked in an Asian style, Vietnamese flavors, and then a jalapeno to add heat, not a Thai right. chili paste. I mean, really a wonderful, as you say, an appetizer. That's dinner for me and a quick cook. Yeah, it is. And, and, and the thing that I like about that, the thing I like about that is um, that one, easy to do, but two, fun to eat. Because, yeah. you know, people, people, all love, people all love lettuce cups and... Um, the fact that you can eat it, you know, with your hand without any bread or starch, um, and makes making it incredibly healthy too. Mm. Everyone, people think pork; they think bacon. Uh, pork is not just bacon. Although I do love bacon, I'll put bacon on anything, including desserts. Yeah, However, me too. but but you know, uh, you don't always need to have bacon. Fresh ground pork, 
You know, it's delicious. And I always say this. Again, if you can buy naturally raised yes. pork, buy that. It doesn't cost that much more, but it just tastes that much better. It certainly does. We are making your dishes come alive with flavor with the great Chef Ming Tsai here in your radio. Chef, please stay with us. We'd love a for- few more minutes with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. When we come back, the delicious conversation continues. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana, you and Ming Tsai. More after this. Don't go away. This is a place for people who love to eat. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana in your radio chatting with Ming Tsai. You know and love his PBS program, Simply Ming, celebrating 10 years this year on TV, but many more of those years on television and in the restaurants Blue Ginger in Boston. And wait, there's a new restaurant on the horizon, so stay tuned just a few minutes. We're going to tell you all about it. But Ming is here, and he's sharing the release of his newest cookbook called Simply Ming in your kitchen completely interactive oh and ming i have a great love for fried rice oh yes she does oh, boy. Who, who doesn't who oh, doesn't oh. <laughs> oh it's one of my favorites and your chicken sausage fried rice sounds so wonderful oh this is the hawaiian inspiration right mm-hmm. ming with the with the pineapple see i exactly. love anything who's sweet spicy bring it on yeah you know it's first of all chicken sausage is awesome right so that's chicken that's already packed with flavor pineapple people People think they have to live in Hawaii to eat pineapple. And although it's fantastic to be in Hawaii, obviously, but pineapples are so good in the winter. And and my one tip there is when you do go to the grocery store to buy it, pick it up and smell it. You should be able to smell the sweetness of the pineapple. Just like peaches and plums, you have to be able to smell it. That's when you know I have a good pineapple. And that, of course, is key because if you don't have a good pineapple, that's going to affect the dish. So get a good pineapple, get some really flavorful chicken sausage, and like you said, Gets the spicy. Why not the spicy chicken sausage? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that you have the sweetness of the pineapple to to balance out the spiciness of the sausage. So mm-hmm. I think I think that's the way to go. And you know, and everyone, at least every every Chinese household has leftover rice. So I always say this: when you make rice for whatever meal you might be making, make extra because leftover rice is is the dried rice that you have for the next day, and that's the best rice to use to make fried rice because it doesn't clump up. Um, you know, so that's the so have your leftover rice, and then it's a very easy dish. You just add a few aromatics of, you know, just some scallions, uh, a little sambal for extra heat. And mm-hmm. if you don't have sambal, you can yes. just use, you know, your chili paste. Uh, and then what I love is, you know, not only do I like textural differences, I like temperature differences. So I, pull this, I put this uh, cool cucumber salad on top of a... Uh, on top of the hot oh. rice. So now you have hot and cold together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now you really... have a meal in a bowl a la Ming Tsai. Thank you very exactly. much. I love yeah, that. That, very that is a satisfying meal in one. Chef, inspire us if you would. We know Thanksgiving is a little bit away, but I love right. that you add your Asian influence to every meal, to every holiday, to every celebration. Um, do you have a plan for a Thanksgiving turkey yet? Uh, you know, um, I've... I was on the trend of frying my turkey for probably five years in a row, but then I actually started missing the thing I love about turkeys, which gravy. is taking the bones, yeah, gravy, <laughs> and then making the turkey soup. Yes. And when you fry the turkey, your bones are done. So last year I went back to, which I'm glad, um, of, of doing a tr- pretty much a traditional turkey in the oven, and then, of course, the most amazing soup. But I think this year, because I am going to be in town, is I'm going to fire up the grill, and I'm going to use the grill as my oven. So I have a large, nice wolf wolf grill uh, outside. So half of it will be lit, 
But, of course, I'll put the turkey on the half that's not lit, so it's going to act like an oven. But what I'm going to put on the lit side is I take a, a nice tin pan or foil, and I'm going to make a tea-smoking mixture of dried rice, sugar, and dried tea leaves. And I use Lapsan Souchong because it's a very smoky tea. And I'm going to tea-smoke my turkey. Okay. And, Book and my I flight think, now. I think it will, <laughs> I think it will make uh, the turkey even extra delicious. And because I'm roasting it, the bones will still be good, yes. and I can still make my turkey soup. Okay, so we're going to continue to visit Ming.com to see a highlight of your Thanksgiving menu. And I just invited myself to your holiday table <laughs> and told Lana to book our flight. So if we arrive, okay, don't be perfect. surprised, Jeff. <laughs> Not a problem. Speaking Not of tea, Lana, you oh. just found something that intrigued me as well on Ming, Chef's website. Your new coffee, that is the blue ginger coffee and yeah, mushrooms. Okay, let's talk about this, because if you go wow. to Nolan's, you have chicory in your coffee, but I've not yeah. heard of Mayataki mushrooms you know in a what? coffee blend before. Uh, this this company is called Yukuguni. Yukuguni Mayataki. They grow more Mayatakis than anyone. They're the only ones that, that have figured out how to grow them indoors. And because they have such a um, uh, huge amount of Mayatakis, they dry a bunch. And what ended up happening is my friend Kaz, Kazunori, who works with Mayataki, put I don't know why he did it, but he put some dried maitakis in with his coffee as an experiment, and it did the most amazing thing. It actually reduced the acidity of the coffee. So if you get that sour stomach after two or three cups of coffee, yes. this, this mushroom powder, you don't taste the mushroom at all, so don't think it's going to be a mushroomy flavored coffee. You don't, the mushroom flavor doesn't exist. But it takes away the acidity, and it mellows the coffee that acid out so you actually taste it tastes like a better robust cup of coffee oh, and even a little sweet because that acid is gone the coffee actually tastes sweeter oh that so is that's that's cool. why i did it because of the flavor but on top of that we have a patent pending on this coffee because it it is the first immune enhancing cup of coffee ever created because my talking mushrooms have something called beta glucan which is a compound and beta glucan has been proven to uh, build your immune system to superhuman strength that could prevent even diseases like cancer. Mm -hmm. So not only is this cup of coffee delicious, it could also be your, your daily dose you need. Oh, the incredible health benefits of mushrooms. Aren't you yeah. a force to be reckoned with, Chef? <laughs> Doing it all. Give us um, the quick lowdown, please. We know there's a new Ming Tsai restaurant on the way, and we're excited. There it is. I'm excited. Look, I've had Blue Ginger 14 years, and I've always kind of preached almost to the point that I'm psyched to only have one for yes. quality of life and quality of product. But I just got a great opportunity in Boston proper in what's called the Fort Point Channel or the Seaport District. It's going to be Blue Dragon uh, carrying the blue theme, and it's going to be an Asian gastropub. Uh, so a very small 80-seater, and a gastropub, for those who may not know, is basically like they have in London where they were created, and now, of course, New York and Dublin have a ton. It's a pub that has really good food, so it yeah. could be shepherd's pie. But I'm doing a Indonesian curried lamb sweet potato shepherd's pie. Ooh. My fish and chips are going to be panko crusted. We're going to have raw oysters. We're going to have banh mi, which are the fantastic yes. sandwiches. We love uh, with the our banh own mi. Pate. Fabulous. Um, good soups and stuff. So very casual, nice. um, but delicious affordable and and you know really good beers on tap and really good cocktails so january february 2013 ming yeah we're gonna we're gonna open and by the way right now as you know it's year of the dragon but yes. specifically it's year of the water dragon which occurs once every 60 years so this is the only time i'm going to be living and ladies i'm sorry maybe you as well because uh, i don't know if you're going to live 60 more years 
that you're going to be during a year of the water dragon. So blue dragon, of course, connotes water, and then it's the name blue dragon. Oh, marvelous. Yes. Oh, and, and yeah. continued good luck and prosperity to you in knowing you. that. <laughs> we know that you're going to be uh, gracing Southern California coming up, and we're excited. We know that you're going to be signing and uh, sharing Simply Ming in Your Kitchen, the new cookbook from Ming Tsai, coming up at South Coast Plaza on October 20th at Macy's with a cooking demo and a book signing. And the following day today, Sunday the 21st, at yep. Let's Get Cooking in Westlake Village at yep. 5 p.m., right? That's right. Yeah, Macy's is at 2 on Saturday the 20th, and then Let's Get Cooking. Westlake I love is a great little cooking store, and they, they get everyone. I mean, every mm-hmm. time I walk in, there, you see the picture of Julia and Jacques yes. and Sam Choi and everyone. So always love coming to Southern Cal. It's just, you know, I, I was born... From, I was born in Hocastro, Newport Beach. Right. So That's right is, near us. Is, I'm coming home. And, uh, and and obviously you always somehow have good weather every yeah, time I'm out there. Yes, we do. We're, we're very lucky, and our, our farmer's markets prove that. We love having you in our radios, and we're very much looking forward to having you in our homes. The new book has just released. It's called Simply Ming in Your Kitchen, and with its QR or quick response codes, you can actually bring Ming into your kitchen via videos with him. You can learn more at Ming.com. He is the James Beard and Emmy-nominated public TV series host of Simply Ming, back for its 10th anniversary season. There's more Ming coming at you with a new restaurant, which uh, will force us to plan a trip to Boston. It's been too long, so we look forward to seeing you, Chef, and it's always a pleasure to dish with you. Thank you for sharing your passion. Thank thank you you so much. Always a pleasure. All right. Talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. We do have the greatest culinary inspirations right here and in your radio, so stay tuned. There's more delicious conversation after this. Don't go away. Just days away from the biggest feast of the year, and we thank you for listening. We hope that you've acquired some insight, recipes, and delicious tips to make sure that your Thanksgiving is absolutely full of flavor. Food is life. Create and savor yours. We love that you've shared your questions and comments and culinary queries as well via email. And so Lana and I thought we'd spend this last few minutes of the show this Sunday, of course, just four days away from Thanksgiving, answering your last minute Thanksgiving questions. Um, A very big thank you to Joe, who wrote in and asked for some wine suggestions for Thanksgiving. Um, Joe, I've posted a Thanksgiving wine pairing piece at chefjamie.com, but if you were to ask me for one specific bottle that would take you all the way through the meal. And mind you, we spoke with the sommelier for the people, master sommelier Michael Jordan, just a couple of Sundays ago. And we talked about bubbly and champagne or sparkling wine being, you know, the ultimate pairing all the way through the meal. And we talked about Beaujolais Nouveau, uh, which arrived this past Thursday. Um, But if I were to choose one bottle for my table, it would be a Pinot Noir. And at Bristol Farms right now on special for $18.99 a bottle, you will find the Cambria Pinot Noir Julia's Vineyard, which has to be one of my favorite easy-drinking, cost-effective bottles of Pinot Noir anywhere. It has been adored by critics and prized by collectors, and I think that it has just the most beautiful aroma of red cherry and plum and rose petal. The texture is beautifully balanced. It's got a a lot of plum flavor on the palate. It's very round, and I think it's um, a long, delectable finish that will go perfectly with turkey 
Chianti and all the sides. So that's my one top wine pick for Thanksgiving, the Cambria Pinot Noir Julia's Vineyard on special now at Bristol Farms. So thank you again for your questions. Lana, who's next? Uh, Paula, who wrote in? Oh, yes. She would like to know about uh, smoking her turkey. I love um, that Paula is a longtime listener Mm -hmm. and always in communication with us. Um, We love that you have an electric smoker too, Paula. And so you were looking for a dry rub. Um, I would suggest um, that you go with the traditional, you know, hearty, rustic, winter dried herbs and spices that we all associate with Thanksgiving or turkey. Um, Rosemary, sage, thyme, salt and pepper for sure in that dry rub. Then you mentioned, Paula, that you need an injection liquid, um, which is a great idea. But when you said you're brining, you don't need them both. And I'm more of a brine girl than I am an injectable girl. I don't as much inject as I love to brine. And I think a good soaking in a brine before any method of cooking your Thanksgiving turkey is necessary and essential, whether you're roasting or smoking or grilling for that matter. Um, And honey in the brine, most important, a little bit of sweetness to offset the uh, the the saltiness, uh, the umami of the brine itself. And then we love that you have applewood and cherry chips. I think your turkey is going to be um, quite delicious, Paula. We'll be over. What time is dinner? <laughs> you, you could put the applewood chips into apple cider. Great to idea. To soak them. Great but, idea. Because Emerald taught us long time ago that water has no flavor. So mm-hmm. why not soak in flavor? And that's fabulous, Lana. Um, soak your chips in apple cider. Great tip uh, even as we come into the next barbecue season or as we grill year-round here in Southern California. And I think I for it. all those people using their crock pots at Thanksgiving, uh, Paula also sent us her Nutella rice pudding made in a crock pot. Yeah, Boy, what a great recipe. A terrific idea. And we'll pay it forward if you would like that recipe or any that you've heard here or you need help navigating the site, please write to us live, L-I-V-E at chefjamie.com. Joni, you asked for a sweet potato pie recipe. I guarantee we have one of the best on the planet. Oh. I'm really proud of this recipe. It's, it's been a long time family recipe and Lana and I, I feel, have perfected it. It happens to be reasonably light as well and you could make it low fat not Mm -hmm. for thanksgiving of course but i posted it under something sweet in the rotating feature at chefjamie.com let us know what you think of our holiday sweet potato pie now uh bill wrote in this was earlier in the week lana and we sent him the step-by-step right Mm -hmm. but then i love that you decided to make it your cook with lana recipe for the week and it's all about a make-ahead turkey gravy Mm -hmm. and bill you've got the right idea because sometimes when you make the gravy in advance you don't have any worries about the last minute preparation and you can make the gravy simply by combining softened butter and flour which is essentially in the french manner called a bourmonier but just remember you're mashing together flour and butter in equal parts to make a paste and you whisk that into good broth good reduced flavorful stock or broth turkey stock preferably but you could, could always use chicken. chicken stock sure and then um you add the aromatics or and vegetarian you, you could uh, make a vegetarian stock. sure um and you essentially make the gravy in advance and then when your turkey comes out of the oven you add the drippings last minute to the gravy the gravy's already done genius right oh it's and wonderful. you could always add a little bit of cream but the make ahead turkey gravy is the cook with lana recipe posted again at chefjamie.com Okay, Lana, this question is for you, and we're just a couple minutes, uh, with just a couple minutes left here. Jennifer wants to know if you could give her some suggestions or toppings for sweet potatoes. Oh, something new would be crispy shallots. Nice. Ooh, yummy. Crispy shallots. Love that. So nice. Just break up your rings and throw them into a 
a half inch of oil in a saute pan. Perfect. Then You're drain all them set well. with that. Some sauteed fennel. Oh, that would be nice. Caramelized fennel. And sure. some maple roasted pecans, maybe. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of maple, you know, maple, the sweetness of, of maple or honey or whatever you choose, maple specifically, and spice go together very well. So maybe you make a maple chili pecan using chili powder and maple. Mm. And for the question that we received, I'm not sure who it was from, with regard to roasting a turkey breast, mm-hmm. maple and chipotle, a gorgeous combination for roasting a turkey breast, which, by the way, makes the best gravy <gasps> ever oh it drips into the pan drippings off of the turkey so breast. good perfect so very good and then last but not least jeremy wrote in i love this lana is that question for me yes it is <laughs> what is in jamie's refrigerator uh, he would like to know that's a great question jeremy thank <laughs> you especially leading up to the week um, of thanksgiving because we've been cooking a lot and um so i have leftover turkey from a turkey that we made and um bristol farms applewood smoked bacon in my fridge right now and we've been making sandwiches as if it were the day after lots of great leftovers oh i have a bunch <gasps> of poached pears in the fridge too mm. that's been a delectable dessert at night with um with your dark caramel Caramel, Lana, which has been I definitely amazing. overcooked that. Yes, but that's but what's so great about fabulous. it. It's so delicious. Mm. I have shirataki noodles in vodka sauce in my fridge right now because that's my way during the day or when I get home late at night. If I stop home mm-hmm. to have um, what I consider a no-calorie snack. What is it, 30 calories or something? I think it's 20. Don't push it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then I have all my staples, mayo and Parmesan and lemons and butter and vodka and ice cream. The fridge is full to the brim, Jeremy, so you should probably come over because there's plenty to eat. There <laughs> always is. It always amazes my friends when they come over and I say, are you hungry? And I open a fridge. It's You'd think that I you know, it's had a family full. of 18. Very so full. It is very full. A couple of leftover turkey sandwich ideas. Ah, please. Is yes. a turkey and ham. Thanksgiving Monte Cristo. Yeah, baby. Oh, and also a turkey and cheddar grilled cheese. Brilliant. That's a Friday lunch. Oh, can't wait for Friday. Um, We thank you for writing in, for sharing your uh, culinary passions. And we're going to post our Thanksgiving dinner 2012 menu, by the way, on Facebook at Chef Jamie Gwen. Um, For Sarah, who asked, we'd love to share our menu. You should share yours, too. Mm -hmm. We'll swap. And be sure to tune in next Sunday when the delicious conversation continues. We're teaching the virtues of the best. The ultimate cast iron fried chicken. You'll hear from Claudia Lombana of PayPal with some really terrific tech advice for holiday shopping. And uh, Jack Bishop of America's Test Kitchen. He's teaching us some of the basics from a new book that they've just released, which is terrific. Now, Thursday, that is the ultimate countdown to Thanksgiving, the morning of when you have your last minute questions. So, Don't worry, because I will be in your television. I am your Thanksgiving hotline for Thursday morning. Please join me at 9 a.m. for a full hour on Fox 11 television here in Southern California. I will meet you there to make sure that your Thanksgiving is an absolutely delicious breeze, guaranteed. I'll meet you there on Thursday morning. We wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving. And very delicious one, of course. For sure. We'll see you next Sunday right here in your radio. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana signing off. We hope you continue to eat well.